evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Joker Universe Podcast. I hate that song. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and as always, we have... This is Chris. And this is Apple. And we are here bringing you the special Joker edition of the Batman Universe Podcast. It's an homage to me. Here tonight's entertainment. So, before we even jump into movie news, we have a little special thing that, you know, I just want to let everybody know about. We actually have some prizes that we're going to be giving away, so you need to be keeping in mind of everything you're listening to throughout the podcast, and then we're going to have some trivia questions that we'll give a little later on in the podcast, and you'll need to email us the answers, and then if your your answers are all correct, or you have the majority of the questions correct, we'll email you if you win, you send us your address, and we'll send you off uh, a nice little Batman prize package, and we'll get more into that prize package later on, so just keep in mind everything you listen could possibly come up in these trivia questions. So... Where do we begin? Obviously, we have some movie news. Um, we, because we just did a podcast about a week ago, we have or no general news, just a little bit of merchandise news, and then the biggest thing that we're going to be talking about today is we're going to talk a little about a little bit about what we've heard about the Dark Knight because this podcast will actually probably be posted the day before the po- uh, the movie comes out, and we're going to talk about the spotlight character, which is obviously the Joker, and that is also our feature. It's all part of the plan let's get right into movie news so we can get into the good stuff which is talking all about the joker and the dark knight all right july 7th sir michael kane got his hand and feet prints in in front of the chinese theater in hollywood he's also on the night show with jay leno last week where he talked about it as well um so you can check that out i know a lot of these interviews are posted online July 8th, viral marketing's in, uh, viral marketing event in Chicago and New York City. Now, I know we talked about this before. I just We're going to cover this real quickly. Basically, the whole thing was you showed up either in Chicago or New York City. They handed out CFB t-shirts. They handed out volume three of the Gotham Times newspaper, along with some key change, keychains, bumper stickers, and some other stuff. That if you were not lucky enough to get that stuff by sending in a Batman sighting, you were able to get that stuff by showing up to that event. I'm sure you can find that stuff on eBay but I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. But the whole event basically was you showed up, you support sh- showed your support for Batman, and then you went on a little scavenger hunt, which there wasn't a whole... there was Because there were so many people, there wasn't a lot of people who understood it was actually a scavenger hunt. The basic premise was that Domino's pizzas were delivered to the event. Some people ate some pizza, realized that there was a note in one of the pizza boxes saying to go to a certain place, then to go somewhere else to find a lockbox that had a two-way radio in it that would radio someone, and then once that someone was radioed, they turned on a bat signal that lit up the side of a building in Chicago, and then there was one in New York. So that was the viral marketing event. A lot of people that I've talked to that we had reports from kind of disappointed because they didn't really understand what was going on because there were so many people that showed up. Nobody, There wasn't a lot of people who were involved in the scavenger hunt, but that symbol ended up, or the bat signal ended up on a building. So, and that looked really tight. <laughs> that was uh, that was really tight because we were we were right here, all three of us, tied to our screens, waiting for to see what happened. And when uh, those those uh, bad symbols popped up, 
you kind of wish you were there. Yeah, it's really one of those things where you'd probably remember that forever. Exactly, exactly. And for the people that were there, I'm pretty sure, oh, man, they got all the good stuff, too. So, oh, man, that was that must have been an experience. It's just like all those other little scavenger hunts that they've had. They're all an experience that once you see the movie, you'll never forget the movie and you'll never forget these little events that they put together. Right. There's no going back. All right, July 9th. Uh, some theaters are adding... Some theaters, because they're sold out of uh, midnight showings, some theaters are now adding 3, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. showings to meet demand. Now, the basic headline on this story was Batman fans to be up before dawn to see movie. I'm assuming, because where I'm at, this isn't happening. I, none of the places that are around here are having 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. I'm assuming this is probably in the more populated areas. Right. Um, here, we are having the 3 a.m. and the 6 a.m. showings. Nice. Yeah, we're just having a midnight where I'm at. So, and that's pretty cool. Do y'all ever remember a movie like this where they're opening up at 3 a.m. and 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. is crazy. That's I, awesome. I, I honestly <laughs> have never, ever heard of any movie ever opening or having a 3 a.m. and a 6 a.m. showing, much less either one of them. I've never heard that. Yeah, I know. It, it, and it's, it's like... Oh man, you know this. This is going to be really huge. It's they're they're really hyping. Well, I don't think the hype's you know false in any way, shape, or form. But I think they're really hyping it up to be something humongous. And I was talking to my wife the other day about how I just don't feel like a lot of stores are carrying the merchandise like they carried for the 1989 one. But I think that's all going to change once the movie comes out, and it is so humongous. The popularity, yeah. Probably a lot of uh, departments probably weren't really banking on the the effect of the Dark Knight, but, I mean, everywhere you go, I mean, uh, I don't know if you have been trying to collect any of the Dark Knight posters from either Spencer's or, uh, I I don't think Hot Topic has those posters, but, man, it is very hard to try to find the Joker ones. It's really hard to find pretty much anything Batman-related anywhere, because I think nobody was really expecting the popularity that it was going to have, so nobody was really prepared for the amount that is selling. Right, right. wonder if uh, that last Batman animated show that was a little Japanese had an effect because you know I remember stores they always had a plethora of those action figures and it seemed to move very well I wonder if they've got accustomed to that and thought oh more Batman stuff same as always and maybe maybe that animated show had a negative effect on this now they'll say oh wait this is something totally different well as I know for instance uh, Target they are having a reset at their stores where Starting on Sunday, they're supposed to be, all the stores throughout the entire nation are supposed to have their action figure aisle reset, and it will, they will actually be carrying more Dark Knight toys. Ooh. And all the cl- the collectors right there, Dustin, we're all seeing our clocks to wake up a little bit early to go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> now see, here's the thing. You can actually go there... And if you have a UPC number for an item, you can actually go there, type it into their little stations where they can check, and you can find out if they have stuff. And if they have it in the back room, they can sell it to you before it hits the shelves. So that's inside information from an employee that works there. Ooh, you hear that, collectors? Uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. All right, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, based on that 3 a.m., Fandango was saying that they did a survey online, and I just wanted to run through some of the things that were on the survey. It said, 37% of uh, respondents plan to see the film at least once during one of the late-night performances on Thursday night. 38% say that they intend to take off a few hours or the entire day off of work on Friday as a result of seeing the movie the night before. That will be me. Me too. 60% of these moviegoers are male. 
71% are under the age of 35. 39% plan to see the film in IMAX. That'll be me as well. Me 92% <laughs> expect that the Academy will recognize Heath Ledger's as the Joker with a posthumous Oscar nomination for next year. I hope so. And according to Fandango, The Dark Knight is... It says here it was, is poised to be the year's top advanced ticket seller and wide release, outpacing Iron Man, Indiana Jones 4, and Sex and the City as... At the same point in those film sales cycles, but I think we're all way past that. This was actually came out of the ninth, so I think we're well, well past that. Yeah. They're gonna have more than uh, fifteen hundred late night show times for the movie on Thursday night and Friday morning. So I think the hype is worth it, and I think it's it makes sense. I uh, yes, I I totally believe it, and I I I totally hope we take it to those Spider Man fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, oh yeah, we we beat you. Yeah, we we did that. I really just well, I not only want to do that. I'd really love to get the, you know the the opening weekend box office record by beating not only that, uh, well, just not only doing that and beating Spider Man, but also for the Dark Knight to surpass Batman nineteen eighty nine in the box office totals, which I could easily see happening, especially with just the popularity of Iron Man making over like three hundred fifty million. And this movie, I think there's a lot more hype around. Mm-hmm. So I could see it easily doing that, but that would be nice if those two things could happen. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I mean, the, the Batman, the 89 Batman has stood for so long. It, it would be nice to see, to see this one because uh, it, 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 I, I love the 89. I, I love it to death. I mean, there's a lot of fans that love it, but there are, there are flaws in it. And, <laughs> and I will admit that. But uh, this, The Dark Knight, just seems like the perfect, like the perfect comic book movie for Batman fans. Just, it's just perfect. It's just perfect, and it, and it feels, it feels it, it feels it. And so, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it breaking eighty nine because I feel like it is probably going to break it. Mm-hmm. And it's really for people that aren't super into Batman, this is a perfect storm for this movie because we've had Iron Man, we've had other movies like Indiana, The Hulk, all of these have been good movies that have gotten fairly good reviews. So I think the movie-going audience is, is pumped and ready for big things. You know, it's like they're ready for the next big thing versus something just coming out of the blue and people having to learn about it and, and get excited. I think all of that excitement's already there. So should please everybody. Yep. And I think even more so, I think the reviews for The Dark Knight are even better than any of the movies that have come out this year, too. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like the perfect setup, right? It's like, yeah, all these movies were good, this one was good, this one was good, here's the best. Exactly. I'm saving the best for last. July 10th, uh, The Dark Knight is to open in a record 94-94 IMAX screens, and according to a website... They've already pre-sold over $2 million in tickets for IMAX alone. So this just goes back into, you know, we really could do this box office record thing. 94 screens. That is a lot of screens. For IMAX? I think, exactly, because there's not even that many. I mean, I think there's a total, I don't know how many total IMAX screens are in the entire nation. But there's like roughly, you know, only a couple per state. And being on 94 IMAX screens, it really has to, you know, it's really big. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the plan. 
July 10th, another viral marketing event, the very last one, leads to a new site, which basic premise of this one, there was a, a bomb with a timer on it at exactly, uh, I believe it was 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. Central Time. It went off, it said, ha, 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 it directed you to the CFB website that showed the video of where the bat signal was being played on the buildings, you know, two days prior, and instead of the bat signal, there was a Joker bat symbol. It was basically the bat symbol written, ha, ha, ha's, and that was imprinted on the building. So, at first, I was kind of uh, disappointed because I was thinking to myself, this is how they end the viral marketing, and I was just like, well, that was kind of... And as I was sitting in front of my computer, I get an email saying, uh, from the human resources at whysoserious.com, and it says, whysoserious.com slash kicking and screening, whysoserious.com slash kicking and screening, ha, 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 and just says, ha, ha, ha's forever. So I click on it, and then it brings me to a site where it says, click here for free tickets. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is sweet. So basically, if you were lucky enough uh, that some of the IMAX screens around the country, they were offering free tickets to go see it. I was lucky enough to get it, get some, and I'll be seeing the IMAX version of The Dark Knight tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was the, I, when, we, when we saw that website and we went right to it, I was looking for, they didn't have my city on there, and I just... I just wanted to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, the thing was... I was like, why not us? Yeah, with me, I was sitting here thinking to myself, you know, I didn't even think about it twice, and when I saw it, I saw the city that was the closest to me, and I was like, okay, this will be good. Click on it. As soon as I clicked on it, it said sold out, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I go back to the main page, and like, please have something. So I look, and I was like, all right, that one's not bad. And I clicked on another city, and bam, I got a ticket. I have number 72 of 172 tickets available for that site, so I will be there tomorrow. But I'm not going to ruin anything for anybody. I will still go see it at midnight on Thursday as well. Yeah, but now you're going to know before us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I will not ruin anything. Alright, so that was basically the end of the uh, the Dark Knight Viral Marketing, which was great because a lot of people said that the best way to really end the viral marketing was to give some free tickets away to go see the movie to the people who really were all into the viral marketing so that was a great way to end it and i have to give it to 42 entertainment which was the company that was in charge of the viral marketing for this this event this entire you know year and a half long event they did a great job we give them them applaud because that was yes. they did a great job and they did a great job guys there you go guys yeah woo. yeah woo. uh Hopefully when uh, they make a third Batman movie, which I hope Christopher Nolan stays on to do a third one, uh, Warner Brothers is smart enough to continue to do this viral marketing because they did a great job. And it really was, meant a lot to all of us true, you know, all into Batman fans. So Yeah, I, I, I 110% agree. Warner Brothers uh, rehired 42 Entertainment. They did a great job. And Batman fans could not recommend them any more than that. Oh, we, we loved it. We loved it. <laughs> Alright, and then the only other viral marketing thing, which I know I just said it was the end, but all viral sites that every single one that was uh, ever involved in the website or in the games at all, every single one of them was def- defaced by the Joker, um, including the official Dark Knight one, which now the official Dark Knight one is no longer defaced, as I found out earlier today, but all the viral marketing sites, including Gotham Cable News, was all defaced, similar to the way the Ha Ha Times was. So, you can check those out. Let's put a smile on that face. 
Also on July 10th, HBO's first look at the Dark Knight premieres. Um, you can catch that on YouTube. We'll have actually have a link on the website, batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com. Check the website out, and we'll provide a link so you can watch the HBO's first look if you don't have HBO like myself. Some of us aren't as privileged as Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you get to see the movie tomorrow, so. Yeah, 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 okay. I guess I got you beat there. <laughs> yeah. Love that Joker. July 11th, uh, new Gotham Night Tonight, ep- or Gotham Tonight episode premiered. Um, this episode was basically Mike Engel, the normal reporter that's on this, the episodes, interviewing Harvey Dent asking a bunch of different questions, you can check that out, but the interesting part was at the very end of the episode, there was a part where they had they said that they had some breaking news, and they got word that there was a bank robbery, and there was a bunch of dead people, or there was a bunch of robbers that were dead that were dressed in Joker masks, so it was kind of tying in, you know, the Dark Knight prologue with the viral marketing, which was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. With the first five minutes, well, supposedly first five minutes of the movie, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And then that that same day, um, there was a phone call that came um, from somebody that basically was saying that it was they were outside the bank and there was cops all over the place, and you know they didn't really have a whole lot of information. The, the one interesting thing that I did notice was, if you listen to that Gotham Tonight episode, um, Harvey Dent says in the episode, he says, or no, it was Mike Engel, he says, your trial with Sal Maroney starts tomorrow. Now, if this is the same day that the bank robbery happens, which is what they're supposing, that would mean the movie would have to consist of less than two days worth of time in order for the Sal Maroney trial to start the next day. I'm thinking that might have been a mess-up, because I'm not really seeing the Sal Maroney trial happen, you know, within the first half hour of the movie. But that's just me. That might have just been a mess-up, and I caught it. That's why I should be an editor. Anyway. <laughs> As I was saying. Alright, July 11th, there's a new TV spot, if you were lucky enough to see it. Basically, it was Bruce Wayne sitting on his yacht in the middle of nowhere, with a bunch of beautiful women on board. And a plane flies up, and Alfred says to him, I think your ride's here. And he turns to Alfred and says, you think you'll be okay? He looks around, sees all the beautiful women, and he goes, I'll be fine. And he leaves. And then <laughs> uh, just a collage of all the normal scenes that we've seen in every other one. So It's coming through hot stuff. One side to leave. <laughs> all right, July 12th, uh, the famous critics Ebert and Roper. Um, I guess I, I didn't know this, but I, you know, when I used to watch... Uh, Siskel and Ebert used to be two thumbs up, one thumb down, whatever. Now, I guess it's see it or see it or not see it or something like that. Because when I watched it, it was these guys and they basically were like, uh, yeah, see it. And then the other guy was like, yeah, see it twice. It's that good. So they say, go see The Dark Knight more than once. And I will be doing that. And I will be there with you. Yeah, I'll obey. <laughs> yes. Two times. Two times will be uh, probably that first date. Come on. Yeah. You have to see it more than that. Boo. <laughs> All right, so July 14th, well, as of July 14th, there are going to be, the cast from The Dark Knight is going to be on some various shows throughout the week, so I'll just run through the schedule if you want to check it out. On July 15th, Morgan Freeman will be on The Today Show, Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman will be on The View, and Aaron Eckhart will be on David Letterman. 
On July 16th, Maggie Gyllenhaal will be on the Today Show and the Late Show. Uh, I believe the Late Show is the Late Show. I don't know which Late Show that is. It's, is that Jimmy Kimmel? No, no, she's on Jimmy Kimmel later on. I think it's the Late Show with David Letterman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and uh, July 17th, Maggie Gyllenhaal will be on Regis and Kelly, Aaron Eckhart on the Late Night, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And July 18th, the day the movie comes out, Maggie Gyllenhaal. If you're going to watch these, keep in mind they are showing clips from the movies. And those 10 clips, or uh, I believe it's yeah, 10, 10 or 12 clips that I reported about in the last podcast that you could go view. These are the clips that they are using. So if you do not want to be spoiled, probably not a good idea to watch them. Because those, I, I realized that those 10 clips were released because they were going to be used on the the junk or all the all the the press circuit that they're on. So just be aware. Well, my TV's staying off. <laughs> Chris is going to be a hermit in a forest swamp for the next couple days. Yes, and I'm going to be a happy hermit come Thursday night too. <laughs> I wish Aaron Eckhart, I wish that wasn't his last name, because I just keep on picturing um, Eckhart from 89. Eckhart from the 80s. Eckhart, think <laughs> about the future. I can't get it out of my head. It's not the same guy. All right, so that's all the movie news we have to report. Um, obviously, the next podcast we'll have, we'll actually have a review, our reviews of The Dark Knight. Um, that'll be our feature for the next podcast. Will be our personal reviews. Each one of us will give our own review of about what we thought about the Dark Knight. I like that. But movie news is probably going to die down for now. So those of you who have emailed us saying, "Please stop talking about the movie so much," <laughs> you, will, you will understand our excite our excitement that we've been and our reasoning behind it once this movie comes out and just blows everything out of the water that you previously thought about. So. That's it. That's what I want to see. A nice big smile. So as for TV news, uh, there's only really two things to report. The first one is that uh, the History Channel will be airing, well I guess it's the same news but two different shows. The History Channel will actually be airing a documentary um, about, it's entitled Batman Unmasked. And it's basically the psychology behind Batman and... A couple of days after that, they will be airing an episode entitled Batman Tech, which will cover all of the Batman gadgets that we all are aware of, and they will apply them to similar things that we have actually, you know, through military applications and civilian applications to make them actually possible in today's world. So check your local listings. Like I said, it's on the History Channel. Um, that's normal cable channel. Um, check your local listings. I know it's going to start on Wednesday, the 16th, July 16th, but I know it's going to be playing a bunch of times between now and then, and the Batman Tech is actually going to be on for the first time uh, Monday the 20th. So, or I'm sorry, the 21st. So, definitely check that out. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Crap. 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 Chris, go ahead and take book news. Okie dokie, July 16th, Batman Faces, new edition. 
Uh, tagline is Batman must prevent Two-Face from creating an army of deformed, super-powered slaves in this collection by Matt Wagner. 96 pages long, a soft cover for twelve ninety-nine. Uh, this one, I must confess, I know nothing about Apple. Dustin, you know anything about this particular one? Well, I know Batman faces, but I, I, when I did a little bit of research on this, I cannot, I cannot figure out what exactly it means by new edition. I don't know if it's just... You know, the same thing that came out a couple years ago, mm-hmm. or not. I Honestly, I could not find a whole lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how old is the story? Yeah, that was 1995 that it actually came out. Um, so I guess it's just, the, the weird thing is the old one was 76 pages, this one's 96, and it's a couple extra bucks, so don't know if they added some stuff into it or whatnot, but for whatever reason, the original was out in 19... 19- Okay, an old classic. Here's my card. July 22nd, we have a big book coming out, The Art of the Dark Knight, and it's going to also include a complete script. So, there you go. I'm sure, Apple, you're going to get a few uh, hundred of those. Oh, yes. I'm I'm, going to be all over that. (laughs) Interesting. It comes with a complete script. I remember somebody emailing me a complete script of The Dark Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, long story there. Long story. Yeah, uh, we were we were discussing how I hate to hear anything about this movie, and uh, if you remember a certain spoiler we talked about last episode that we didn't tell you about, um, I was I was venting my frustrations, and and Dustin emailed me a uh, word document about uh, something about a script, and, and I said no, I'm not going to open that, and he's like yeah yeah uh, no no, and I just left it alone for a while. And they said, no, really, it's not going to spoil anything. Just open it up and read the, just read the first page. So I thought it was something else. And I, so I opened it up, and it's all just a bunch of gibberish, like 3,000 pages of gibberish. You couldn't <laughs> make out anything. And I said, this is all gibberish. Said, I can't believe you opened it. And I'm like, what? You told me to. <laughs> I thought it really wasn't going to spoil something. So, yeah. I'll, but that's I'll how easy, that is how easy Chris is to convince. Hey, if you tell me it's not going to spoil it, then... I'll, I'll take you as a man of your word. I should know better than a PS3 <laughs> owner. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the script that I was supposed to get will come out with this book on the 22nd. These yahoos will laugh at anything. And the day after that, on the 23rd, um, Batman's buddy Green Arrow, there is something coming out called Green Arrow, Black Canary, Roll to the Altar. Witness the stories that lead up to Green Arrow's worst day of his life. I, I mean, uh, the landmark wedding of two classic DCU heroes <laughs> in this collection, featuring material from Birds of Prey number 109 and Black Canary 1 through 4 and Black Canary Wedding Planner. Uh, this thing is going to be 144 pages for just 20 bucks. Any of y'all's comments on that? Nothing except for. Um... I don't necessarily think it's worth twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, think it's worth twenty dollars. But however, plug right here. Uh, <laughs> I will plug that the Green Arrow um, on the season five of the Batman cartoon that was just released mm-hmm. with the uh, with the Gotham Knight and uh, the Blu-ray uh, special editions of Batman Begins for twenty dollars. It was worth it. <laughs> I, I I really love that season. And if you paid really twenty dollars like for that, that, you got ripped off because I only paid eleven ninety nine for it. Oh man! Is, <laughs> is this Amazon again? Yep. 
Oh, oh my if anybody goodness. from Amazon is listening, we will be you could be a strong sponsor for our website <laughs> or for our podcast because webs or we get uh, well I get all of my stuff from Amazon.com. Anyway, that was a free plug for them. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Alright, so we have no general news, but we do have some merchandise news. Alright, July 9th, Toner announced that at San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con there will be an exclusive Arkham Asylum Joker. Now, we announced a couple podcasts ago that at Wizard World Chicago they were going to have uh, exclusive Arkham Asylum Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Um, this jo- Arkham Asylum Joker will actually complete this, this, this set of three that are in the set, and this will be available, I think they said it was about $30, it's going to be about $30 at the Comic-Con, so if you go to the Comic-Con, which none of us are fortunate enough to be able to go to that, um, yeah, definitely a huh, but if you are lucky enough to get down there, send us, and you get one, send us a picture of it. Yeah, or if you are a generous fan and would like to donate, um, <laughs> a true fan, a true fan would do it. A true fan. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely don't want to make you feel bad because uh, we can't have it. But yeah, all right. <laughs> July fifteenth. These are just a couple other little things. Uh, July fifteenth, Birds of Prey. The complete series on DVD comes out, and the Dark Knight soundtrack is available. And I have to actually maybe take that Dark Knight soundtrack is available out, because for some reason, Amazon is not shipping it to me, and I don't know why. Hmm. Amazon, your plug just got pulled. (laughs) I was under the understanding that it was supposed to come out on the 15th, and I got an email today saying my Birds of Prey was shipping, but I never got one saying that my Dark Knight soundtrack was being sent. So, Amazon, if you're listening, figure out why. And shame on anybody if they haven't got Gotham Knight yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to oh, get Gotham Knight, uh, definitely get it soon because it, it is really good and it seems kind of... Uh, well, not necessarily pointless, but it seems worth it to see it before the movie. So if you don't have it, rent it. Yeah, and I would recommend the, the special edition. I love the, the feature. It's on the special edition. And you also get some uh, Batman animated series cartoons that go with it, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I do have a couple other just real quick um Merchandise news, also at the San Diego Comic-Con, there will be an exclusive Hot Wheels 3-pack, which will include, for you 60s Batman fan, or TV show fans, the Batmobile, the Bat-Cycle, and the Bat-Girl cycle. Woohoo! So, that will be another exclusive, and I am almost positive that I read that that was going to be $20. So, that's dirt cheap. Or no, I'm sorry, $30. It will retail for $30, but it comes in a really cool case. And uh, if you take it out of the case, it's actually already on a stand, so you can display it. I've, oh, I've seen so pictures, cool. and it's extremely cool. Yep, true fans, true fans. True fans. Josh, true, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> true fans. Okay, we're just going to skip that right there. Um, 
Moving right along. All right, and then the other merchandise news, we have uh, two th- 2008 Hallmark Keepsakes. Uh, and have the Hallmark ornaments, the Keepsake ornaments. They're going to have a Dark Knight one, which is basically the Dark Knight. Um, you pull the Dark Knight down and release him to watch him slowly climb up the rope. Uh, similar to one that I think was out a couple years ago that I remember seeing, but he's in the Dark Knight costume. And obviously it'll say Dark Knight somewhere on it, so you can check that out too. That is actually pretty cheap. Um, you can already buy it now at some locations, and that's going to be sixteen fifty. So <laughs> that brings me to the last merchandise news. Now, in the last podcast, I reported that they were going to that Mattel pulled some stuff off the shelves. So the the new thing was. Um, I actually know somebody who works at a Target, obviously, because of some of the stuff that I said earlier. But the big news that happened was that Target was going to start carrying the Movie Masters action figures, which would be the Heath Ledger Joker figure. Now, because I know somebody who works at Target, I was lucky enough to get the Heath Ledger Joker figure when it came in the store. So today... I was actually planning on having that person go back and get the rest of the figures in the series just because I've decided, you know what, let's just get all of them. We went down there, they checked in their little computer or whatever, and it said that the stuff that they had was recalled and was gone. Oh. So, if you do not have a Heath Ledger Joker figure, you will not find it anywhere. So, your best bet right now is to find it on eBay, pay the 50 bucks for it, because you're not going to find it any cheaper anywhere. Now, now, no sore losers. Right. Or scalpers are probably having a real hard time with the economy right now and are trying to sell them <laughs> back to comic book stores now. <laughs> do I want a joker or do I want a tank of gas? Uh, <laughs> That's pretty exactly. much how it's going right now. This will give those April fools a lot more smiles per gallon. <laughs> So that's that, and that was the last news, but yeah, it was official, in the the computer system it said that it was recalled, and even if you were able to find one in the store, they would not sell it to you at the register, because it would come up that the item was recalled, so you're pretty much screwed, unless you buy it on eBay right now. Exactly, or if you find it, make a run for the doors, and just don't look back. Here at the Batman Universe Podcast, we do not condone stealing. (laughs) Just leave leave the $10 on your way out. (laughs) Yeah, so... Leave a few Kit Kats with the Batman Batman contest. Maybe they'll win a bite. Definitely, we do not condone stealing. If anybody under uh, age is listening to this, we do not condone stealing. Parents, please encourage your children to be law-abiding citizens. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> that brings us to listeners' Q&A. So, we do have a couple different things here and there. We do have some comments. We're not going to get into all of them because Chris has been having a <laughs> war with one of a our all-time listeners, uh, Josh from Indiana. We're not going to read all of the stuff just because... Well, there's just not a real good reason to read it, just because I don't want to get Chris all, you know, ticked off. <laughs> it's a friendly conversation. 
if you want to call it that. Was it something I said? All right, so what we've got from a different... Uh, okay, I had numerous people email me about the TV spots, so... I've given you plenty of time. If you don't know what happened in the TV spot and you didn't want to know, I will give you exactly two seconds to pa or to fast forward, and I'll make it quick so you can just pa fast forward to five seconds or so. And it was the Joker. My thoughts is that it was the Joker. I don't know if it's right because I did have somebody email me saying that they thought it could possibly be Alfred in a trench coat because they remember seeing Alfred in a trench coat, you know, in the past. I don't know if that was actually the case or not, mm -hmm. but we'll find out once the movie comes out, obviously. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it's even Bruce in the Joker. But I did, I did. I mean, Bruce in the trench coat. Yeah, it could be possible, too. But I did have a lot of people email me about that, so, uh, and a lot of people wanted to know who it was, and I appreciate you guys emailing me. To, I had some people say, is it Lucius Fox? You know, you know, is this truly a spoiler? And then some people were like, um, let's see, I noticed it before, but it just assumed it was Bruce coming down. Maybe mine wasn't a good quality, but you guys are suggesting that it could be the Joker. Um, yeah, basically I was. But that's all fine and dandy. Um, nobody, nobody believed it was Joel. Nobody said it was Joel. <laughs> unfortunately, Man, well. you know what? And adding to that, um, in the if you picked up the the special edition, uh, the re-release of Batman Begins on regular DVD, if you picked up that special edition, you got um, a Dark Knight preview. You got uh, a whole disc in the preview. In that preview, it has Michael Keaton. I mean the Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, in uh in one of those trench coats, and it looks like he's coming down that mm -hmm. uh that uh where the where the Batmobile was at. So I, I was wondering too if it was Michael if it was Michael Caine on that one. But on that still, when we stopped it, it almost looks like a purple mm -hmm. coat. <laughs> and I rewatched the original trailer, um, and they see that you see that scene from far away in that room. And I'm thinking, man, that I can really believe that because you see the whole person. And I'm thinking, you know, that could really be the Joker. I'm, I can be really easily convinced on that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll see. All right, so I did have one person who actually th mentioned to me that they thought it possibly could be Robin, and they were relieved that we were inf uh, <laughs> inferring that it was the Joker. So, uh, all right, so let's get some of these listener responses. <laughs> first one that I got is, it says, Hi Dustin, I saw you use the picture I gave you and I'm truly honored. I haven't heard episode 13 yet, I'm heading off to work uh, To work now, that's where I hear all my podcasts. Anyway, I'm sending you this news that I just heard on the History Channel, just in case you guys have not heard this, but it looks quite interesting. Here is all the showings of the show. Enjoy, I'll be hearing you guys soon. Love the podcast episodes part 1 and 2. You guys keep getting better and better. One question, are you guys getting sponsorships? If not, try some sites. I'm not going to mention them. but he And that's from Angel from Puerto Rico. And we will provide a link to the History Channel so that you can check out your local... Uh, so you can check out the listings for that if you do not get a TV guide. Love that Joker. Alright, another one. Longtime listener Angel says, Hey guys, congratulations on your comic book episode. Very insightful. Just one suggestion. Try to keep the issue summaries brief, not page-to-page -page recount. I loved episode 13. I tried to 
I tried looking at the TV spot, six TV spot character at the 27 second, but could not make it out. Was that Two Face or Joker? Regarding your Burton versus Shoemaker versus Nolan upcoming debate, if you don't find anyone to defend Shoemaker, I'm willing to be the devil's advocate and argue on his movie's behalf. Mm. No, really, I'm not kidding. I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, I just read Batman issue 678. It was very interesting. I was thinking for the next comic show you guys could talk about the Silver Age story references Grant Morrison has made on such his, on his stories such as The Club of Heroes, Robin Dies at Dawn, and The Superman, Superman of Zurinar. Keep up the great work. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, we also have the Batman comic podcast, which has been put off just slightly because we're waiting to get a little bit more comics to cover. But we will be coming back. Hopefully next week we'll be able to put a new episode out. So It's simple. Kill the Batman. Alright. Um, like I said, a bunch of other ones... Here's a longtime listener, Angel, another, well, a different Angel. Hey, Dustin and crew, I enjoyed episode 13 very much and laughed my butt off when I heard you guys talking about my email. It's okay, Dustin, you don't need to give me your PS3. I have both a PS3 and an Xbox 360. I haven't played that much with them in the recent days because I've been very busy at work, but vacation time is coming soon, and I can't wait to get on the Lazy Boy once again and enjoy my gaming and sit back and watch Batman Begins on Blu-ray over and over until I see smoke coming out of my PS3. Which would not happen. That would only happen in the Xbox 360 if they played Blu-rays. Hmm. If that happens, then maybe you can send me yours. Ja, 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 ja. Not joking. Uh, I can't wait to hear your Joker episode. Like Apple, I'm a huge Joker fan. So excited to hear that episode. Keep doing what you guys do. I love how you guys connect the whole Batman universe genre. I'm supporting you all the way. I just got to talk to some of my friends to help me spread the word on behalf of your podcast. Getting more fans to hear you guys. One of the one of your best fans of the show, Angel. And we appreciate that, Angel. Spread the word. That's all there is. Yes. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of Batman fans out there. Good evening, folks. I'm the Joker. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Well, I, I completely forgot about this, but Apple, go ahead and do the video game news because we do have a listener response that emailed us about the uh, the DC MMO game. So go ahead and give okay. yours, and then we'll read this one. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of, uh, of last week, um, on a certain forum, and I will not name it because I don't want to get the gentleman in trouble with his job, but I will just say at, a, at this gentleman's job, he posted screenshots of... Um, of uh, what a lot of Batman fans are wondering is, where's the Dark Knight video game? Um, previous on, uh, I believe it was on uh, IGN, have posted that uh, Pandemic Studios, the ones that who were behind the Star Wars Battlefront um, series, uh, were actually dubbed um, the makers of the next Batman video game. Uh, when that article was posted, it was then pulled immediately. Uh, if you go to Pandemic's website, and you will see a, a, a upcoming video game they're working on, and it's called Project Project B, um, which a lot of Batman fans on forums have already, you know, put it together that that's the next Batman video game. A lot of them are asking, why isn't it out? Why isn't it going out with the movie? Well, um, a certain Batman fan, you know, a brethren of ours, uh, <laughs> actually posted screens from his job of. Uh, when the availability of this video game may be. Uh, on this screen, it shows a date of November 7th. 
November 11th is actually when the Dark Knight DVD will be hitting stores. What it looked like on the screen. So, uh, for Batman fans wanting to play the, the Dark Knight video game, it looks like we are probably looking at a November release date for that video game. Um, reports, of course, rumors, take this, you know, just take it with a grain of salt, but it looks to be like an open world video game, much like GTA is. So, hopefully, this cross fingers, pandemic, if any of you are listening, thank you, if you are doing that. <laughs> so, uh, and, and they're, they're an awesome studio. I mean, their video games are awesome. So, uh, I think Batman fans would, you know, be very pleased. If it, if it is November, we should be hearing something. Today was actually the day that the E3 conference went on in uh, Los Angeles. So, uh, maybe through this time in the next uh, three days, we might hear something about the Dark Knight video game. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, just to let Batman fans know that the Dark Knight video game looks like it is coming out in November. Batman! Also, what came out in E3 today was actually hands-on GameSpot. Um, well, actually, probably the majority of all your video game sites. But the one that I visited today um, was a GameSpot. And they actually had hands-on on the uh, DC versus MK uh, video games. So uh, you can actually see uh, videos out there now of uh, fatalities and uh, how the fighting scheme is going to be working. So it's pretty cool. So if you can visit that site. Yeah. They so, confirm um, that, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead, Chris. I'm saying they, those videos confirm that Catwoman is going to be in it. Oh, yeah, Catwoman's in there, Catwoman's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Flash actually looks pretty cool. He looks the way he's fighting, but... Yeah. Um, when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. Also announced, uh, believe it was two weeks ago, um, right after we had uh, taped the last podcast, um, they had announced a release date for Batman Legos. Um, it actually has a release date of September 1st. So you can look to uh, play online with us come September 1st. And also, if you pre-order that through GameStop, they're giving away uh, Batman Lego keychains. Right. So put your pre-orders in. <laughs> yeah. That's my cue. All right, so the one email that I got about uh, some video game news I wanted to read, this is from Matthew. It says, Hey, Dustin, just wanted to fill you guys in with some more info on the DC Online MMORPG. I'm a diehard Batman fan, but also a diehard gamer, so when I heard news, I looked up as much as I possibly could. The best way to describe the game is that it's more like a World of Warcraft than City of Heroes. You are given tasks to complete, and as you complete them, you're given experience. As your experience rises, you're unable to lock, unlock new abilities as your character can use. For example, if you choose Batman, you may start off with just punches and kicks, but as you get better, you would get new gadgets like a batarang or a grapple. The same applies for everyone, so you say you pick you pick Superman. The more experience you get, the stronger your heat vision is, or your flight, so on and so forth. The most interesting point to this game must be, though, that you are not limited to just heroes. You can be any character you want, so you don't have to be the part of the bat. Er, so you don't have to be part of the bat family. You can be the Joker, Harley, or Mr. Freeze. All the DC characters are in the game and you can take the character to other worlds once you build up enough experience. So say Apple chooses to be Superman and you're Batman. You can, once you are strong enough, go to Metropolis and help him stop a plot by Lex or team up against Metallo. The stories will be quite detailed too. The, tax, the, ta the tasks you will have to do are 
will be based on comic stories and, and more will be available for download once the game is out. What I find most interesting about this is that you will be able to play the killing joke, but you can choose to be Batman and stop the Joker, or you can be the Joker and shoot Batgirl. The choice is yours. Wow. The game is will be in the hands of the great will be hands down the greatest comic book game ever. My gamer tag for PS3 is capital L one lowercase Q capital O lowercase C three capital I zero T. Plus, if you like any info on the DC versus Mortal Kombat game, I have info on that as well. So don't hesitate to ask. I hope this is. This info is helpful to your podcast, and I would appreciate a shout-out if it's not too much of a trouble. Shout-out if that is, if this info helps. Can't wait to help hear the next podcast. So, the only thing I have to say, Matthew, is email us where you got some of this information, because we actually did not hear that you were going to be able to play as the comic book characters, unless that's like in a single-player thing, because we actually heard that you were going to have to play as a generic character. Right, you're going to have to create... It, it, it sounded like the information that we had received was that it was going to be where you would create your own character and then you work alongside with Batman. That's that's what it had sounded like. But um, but it, maybe in single player? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're they're heading towards, I guess, for, uh, for you to play as actual Batman, maybe? Maybe. Matthew, uh, just confirm... Uh, just give us a little bit more info of where you got... That, uh, well, I guess your source for that would be, so we can check that out, because we have, I guess we have conflicting reports on what exactly it's going to turn out to be, so. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm going to give it to him. All right. Yeah. Well, Andrew in New York emailed us uh, an email basically about what happened in New York for the viral marketing thing, and he says, So here's how it went down. I arrived at Thomas Paine Park at about 7.45. At like 8.20 to 8.30, they started handing out free shirts with the Batman fist emblem on the front and the word Citizens for Batman on the back. Then gradually, as it got closer to 10, they handed out more items, including stickers, a copy of the third edition of Gotham Times, keychains, and pins. Then at around 10, a Domino's delivery came, and in one of the many pizza boxes was a note. I'm not exactly sure what it said, but it told us to go to another small park. So, of course, a huge mob of what had to be around 100 people all ran, even in the streets, stopping traffic. After maybe 10 to 15 minutes of running, we found out we had run back. We had to run back towards where we started from, and the, and the actual place we were supposed to be was only about five minutes away from where we started. Then, once we got to our destination, one of the buildings had the Dark Knight logo of the bat being projected onto it. Basically, it was a real-life bat signal only pointed at the building and not in the sky. After a half hour to 40 minutes of people not sure if there was anything else happening or if that was it, a rumor started someone who had been working for the viral marketing had said that was it. It was a lot of fun being there with all the other fans. I even got a Joker smile put on my face thanks to two girls walking around with lipstick offering to put a smile on your face. Although I had hoped it would be more, it was a lot of fun nonetheless. I'll send pictures of the signal and the free things, but I did not get any get my hands on a keychain. Keep up the work, the good work with the podcast. So thanks to Andrew from New York for sending that in. We had a very similar report from uh, Chicago. Um, basically, the report that I got from the person that I had there basically they didn't email me. I talked to them and they said that uh, 
they headed in one direction, they realized it was the wrong direction, they turned around, and somehow everything else was already done. So, pretty much no matter where you were, whether Chicago or New York, the same situation happened. Half the people went in one direction, half the people went in another, so... <laughs> this one's from Harrison, it says... Our podcast is the best. Is the best podcast out there, right? Or your podcast is the best. Is the best podcast out there. I would like to suggest the villain for Forgotten Villains. I would like to suggest the Black Mask and maybe Firefly. I think you should have a podcast on the Joker and a podcast on the Batman video games. So this is your Joker episode, Harrison. Um, I we will probably use Firefly and Black Mask in a future episode. Mm-hmm. I like Fly. I like Firefly. I'm not, I don't like what the Batman cartoon did with him. But I, I'd like the Firefly from the animated series. I'm of a mind to make some Mookie. <laughs> so this one is from Reed, and it says, I hadn't gotten around to Podcast 13, and I ended up watching Batman Gotham Knight before listening to it. The entire time watching the film, I was thinking, they need to make a show, and then I remembered a special feature on the first season of the Batman animated series. In the feature, Bruce Tim talked about ta- taking out some of his ideas to make it family-friendly. I thought that Adult Swim would be a perfect network to air such a show as Gotham Knight. I would practically, particularly like the animation style from Crossfire or Deadshot as those were my favorites. What a coincidence that you were to share my exact opinions on the subject. Also, I hope you're right about a project of a more balls-to-the-wall, if, if you will, approach to Batman on Adult Swim, which would make sense as it hosts the prime audience of anime viewers. Well, that's all. As always, I love the show. Hope you respond. Reed Brown. Uh, Reed. So, thank you, Reed, for emailing us. Love that Joker. Alright, so we also had a new review on iTunes I just wanted to read out. It says, overall great podcast, five stars. This podcast is great for Batman fans who don't have the time to surf for all the latest info or promos. I like that Dustin takes his listeners' suggestions into consideration and makes changes and additions like the comic episodes of the podcast. Dustin and his co-hosts obviously know their stuff, so the debates-slash-discussions are always interesting. They do seem to struggle with reading out loud, not sure if that's due to nerves or what, as one other re- reviewer mentioned, but this is that is my only gripe. Overall, great job. So thank you to, I believe it's other cast. Yes, uh, well, it doesn't even say their whole name, it just says other CA, so I'm assuming it's other cast. But uh, thank you to them for sending us a review onto iTunes. That helps us out by everyone else seeing it on iTunes, knowing that it is a good podcast. So, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, hello, beautiful. All right, so I wanted to announce uh, a couple of our listeners actually have figured it out already and we're asking to be friends. But we actually started a MySpace for the podcast. Um, the address for that is... Um, uh, www.myspace.com uh, forward, forward slash Batman Universe Podcast and you can ask us to become our friends um, in the future we'll be posting If you can, you can subscribe to our blog we'll actually put out when our new episodes come out so that way you can get the new or the new ones exactly when they come out but you can also leave comments on the thing and we actually already had two two uh, comments that were posted on the website, or on the MySpace, that said, what up, uh, this is from Eric, it says, what up, I listened to episode 13 earlier today and was your best yet, I'm really looking forward to the upcoming All Joker show, I know it's going to be awesome, I, I'll email you some of my Batman figure collections sometime this week, take it easy, 
and I don't know how to pronounce this other one, but it's uh, something that I think is French. It says Le Chevalier Français. It says, "Hey guys, thanks for the ad. Your guys, you got your, you guys rock. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to the Joker special." So this is the Joker special. So let us know what you think. Um, that's all the the emails and comments and reviews and everything else that we have. But let us know what you think at Batman Universe Podcast at yahoo.com. As always, you can also leave Podmail um, through Podomatic. You can go and leave comments on the Podomatic website, Batman Universe podcast.podomatic.com you can go on to MySpace now myspace.com forward slash whatever it's called uh, Batman Universe Podcast and then you can go on to iTunes and leave a review as well so any of those things we appreciate any of them and if you have scoop news we always appreciate that too so we can be the first to inform everybody about it right and we will (laughs) <laughs> read out whoever gives us a scoop. Yes. We won't take credit for it. Yeah, we definitely are. <laughs> we are definitely not the type of people who take credit for other people's scoops. Um, I know that in the past, well, not so much our, not not us, but other websites. We won't mention any names, but other websites like to use scoop news that people send them and not necessarily give credit. So we're definitely not like that. If you have any scoop news and want to let the entire Batman universe fans know about it. We'll let them know. Exactly. We've got a real treat for you, kids. All right, so this brings us to our trivia for this podcast. So let me explain what exactly our prizes are. Um, we're going to have two prize packages. I really put some effort into this one. We've got an item here no home should be without. Um, the first prize package is going to consist of Batman Gotham Knight on DVD. And it is actually includes um, Batman Beyond the Movie. Um, that's an exclusive that came through Target. Um, so you can you'll get that. You also get uh, the book that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the Joker uh, Joker: The Greatest Stories Ever Told. You get a soft cover copy of that. You also get a Joker keychain. And in this prize package, we will actually include, I believe it's. Yes, six different comics that have to do with the Joker, just some random comics, but they all have either Joker on the cover or Harley Quinn or something like that. Um, The other prize package is going to have Batman Gotham Knight on DVD as well with the Batman Beyond the movie. Um, You also get the Joker Joker Greatest Stories Ever Told softcover copy. You also get the Joker keychain, but instead of the comics, you'll get the uh, Apple One More Time, what was it? Uh, you'll go ahead and get the double featurette, uh, Sub-Zero, the animated cartoon, and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So you get those two movies on a double feature disc, so you can have those. I like that. So this brings us to the trivia. I'm going to try to say this as clearly as possible so nobody gets confused. There's going to be ten questions, or there's ten things total. Uh, nine questions, and then there's one little event thing. So I'll read through the questions first, then I'll explain the tenth thing, and then uh, kind of the rules. Alright, question number one. What issue did the Laughing Fish first appear in? So the Laughing Fish is the fish that, with the smiley face that Joker created. Number two. What famous person showed the 40 serials which prompted ABC to create the 60s TV show? Number three. What was the very first appearance of the Joker in comics? Number four. 
What did Tim Burton have to do with Jack Nicholson to get him to do the role of the Joker? Number five. What comic inspired the Batman Begins scene with Detective Flash hanging upside down with Batman saying, swear to me, I swear to God. Number six. Wayne Tower in Batman Begins in the Dark Knight is based off of what famous Chicago building? Number seven. What famous musician was considered for the role of the Scarecrow in Batman Begins? Number eight. How many IMAX screens will the Dark Knight appear on opening weekend? Number nine. What is each of our favorite villains? So that would be what's Chris's favorite villain, what's my favorite villain, and what's Apple's favorite villain? If you can't find it out in this podcast, you'll obviously have to listen to some of the older podcasts to figure that one out. And number 10. Okay, so this is what we'd like to do with this. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get as many people to listen to this podcast as possible. So what we're hoping to do is we'd like you to get about 10 people per person to email us with your email saying that you referred them to listen to the podcast. So if we get 10 from, or whoever comes up with the most, we'll do that. Whoever comes up with the most references saying that you referred them to listening to the podcast, you'll be higher up on the, the, the list if you have all the other questions right as well. And then you'll win the prize package. What we'll do is you have now, from now until um, the end of July, um, on July 31st will be the last day you can send in submissions after that. We'll, f- we'll go through the emails, figure out who, how ma- or who has how many rights, who has the most references, and then in the next podcast, we'll actually tell everybody, not in the next podcast, but the podcast after that, we'll tell everybody who's the winner, and then if your name is called, email us, and we'll get, and we'll get your contact information and send out those prizes to you. So, if you have any other questions about the trivia, uh, just email us. We're not obviously going to tell you the answers, but we will... <laughs> We will maybe possibly help you in the direction that you need to go to find out some of these answers. Right. And I wish I was winning this prize pack. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you just imagine listeners right now, they're just going through the list and they're rewinding right now. And they're like, wait, 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 go back and look at it. I got to find this. I got to find this. Oh, man, I wish I was winning. <laughs> Yes, and, and don't worry, uh, listeners, uh, co-hosts and hosts are not allowed to win prize package, so you're not really competing with them. Right. Evening, Commissioner. Let's put a smile on that face. So that brings us into our feature, which is our spotlight character, which is the moment that everybody's been waiting for. The one and only Joker! The Joker. The Joker. Joker. Though many have been related, a definitive backstory has never been established for him in the comics, and his real name has never been confirmed. He has been portrayed as lying so often about his former life that he himself is confused as to what actually happened. As he says in The Killing Joke, sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer to be multiple choice. Let's broaden our minds. In Arkham Asylum, 
A Serious House on Serious Earth, written by Grant Morrison. It is said that the Joker may not be insane, but has some sort of super sanity in which he creates himself each day to cope with the chaotic flow of modern urban life. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in? The first origin account in Detective Comics number 168, which was way back in February 1951, revealed that the Joker had once been a criminal known as the Red Hood. And in this story, he, he was a scientist looking to steal from the company that employs him and adopts the persona of Red Hood. After committing the theft, which Batman thwarts, Red Hood falls into a vat of chemical waste and emerges with bleached white skin, red lips, green hair, and a permanent grin. My famous and frankly fabulous face. Now, the most widely cited backstory can be seen in The Killing Joke. It depicts him as originally being an engineer at a chemical plant who quits his job to become a stand-up comedian only to fail miserably, desperate to support his pregnant wife, Jeannie. The man agrees to help two criminals break into the plant where he was formerly employed. In this version of the story, the Red Hood persona is given to the inside man of every job, thus it is never the same man twice. And this makes the man appear to be the ringleader, allowing the two criminals to escape. During the planning, police contact him and inform him that his wife and unborn child have died in a household accident. And stricken with grief, he attempts to back out of the plan, but the criminals strong-arm him into keeping his promise. As soon as they enter the plant, however, they are immediately caught by security, and a shootout ensues. We've been ratted out here, boys. In which the two criminals are killed. As the engineer tries to escape, he is confronted by Batman, who is investigating the disturbance. Terrified, the engineer, and again, if you haven't been keeping up, this is the Joker we're talking about, pre-Jokerization. <laughs> Uh, the engineer, as he's called here, leaps over um, a rail and plummets into a vat of chemicals. When he surfaces in the nearby reservoir, he removes the hood and sees his reflection, which is bleached chalk white skin. That luscious ruby red lips those ruby lips and green hair hair color so natural only your undertaker knows for sure these events coupled with the other misfortunes that day drive the engineer completely insane <laughs> oh, what a day <laughs> Resulting in the birth of Joe Schumacher. I mean, resulting in the birth of Joker. <laughs> uh, I saw completely insane and my subconscious took over. We prefer to think of him as history. Uh, the story Pushback, uh, which was Batman Gotham Knights number 50 through 55, supports part of this version of the Joker's origin story. Um, in it, a witness who coincidentally turns out to be Edward Nigma also known as the Riddler, also known as Jim Carrey, uh, recounts that the Joker's wife was kidnapped and murdered by the criminals in order to force the engineer into performing the crime. In this version, the pre-accident Joker is actually called Jack. Jack. So that adds a little more to the story. Uh, the Paul Dini... The hmm? Yeah, well, I was just thinking about how... And I remember reading that story when it came out about how the... Uh, the uh, crooks kidnapped and murdered his wife in order to get him to do it. And I remember some of the scenes. Like, I remember particularly a scene where I think Edward Nigma sees uh, the Joker in an alleyway looking across the street at, I guess, his house burning down. Right. And he's gone pretty wacko by then. Did you guys see that, read that? Yes, yes. That was yeah, actually that. a pretty decent storyline as well. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. So, uh, Chris, you, well, I have one question, Chris. You mm -hmm. see... You see Jim Carrey as the Riddler? 
Uh, you know, I don't know, because when I looking at him in the uh, in the animated series, he looks one way in the uh, comic books, a different. Um, but I really like Jim Carrey doing it. See, like, you I, know, I, I would. Mm-hmm. To me, Frank Gornish, there's there's nothing that can top him. I mean, well, <laughs> to me, yo, like the, the television player. one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he had. A, I, I like Jim Carrey. I like Jim Carrey's, mm-hmm. but there's something about the performance that Frank does in the '60s. It's mm-hmm. just awe. It's just I'm in awe when when I ever see watch one of those episodes. I remember seeing a YouTube video that was really highlighting his laugh. He had a pretty uh pretty wild laugh for that show. Which was amusing because it he had a more amusing laugh than the Joker did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know who my favorite Riddler is, but I've always liked the Riddler. I think he's underused in the comics. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. But maybe maybe that'll change. Moving right along. Uh, the Paul Dini Alex Ross story uh, case study proposes a far different theory, and this is pretty weird, guys. I've never heard this before. This story suggests that the Joker was a sadistic gangster who worked his way up Gotham's criminal food chain until he was the leader of a powerful mob, and still seeking the thrills that dirty work allowed. I'm of a mind to make some mookie. He created the Red Hood identity for himself so that he could commit small-time crimes, and eventually he had his fateful first meeting with Batman, resulting in his disfigurement. Batman. Batman. However, the story suggests that the Joker retained his sanity and researched his crimes to look like the work of a sick mind in order to pursue his vendetta against Batman. He doesn't know. Um, I'll just pause right there and say that's that's crazy. That's that's wild. <laughs> well, remember in the Mask of the Phantasm, they they portrayed Joker as being a hired uh, a, a, a gangster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, thug, uh, right? yeah, hired thug back in the days, but uh, I, I liked I liked that version. But um, you you always knew from the from the origin story that he was he was the Red Hood. Yeah, well, growing yeah. up, I was used to '89 Batman, so I was used to him being pretty sinister gangster. But uh, the main thing that gets to me is that he he's still sane as the Joker. He just tries to act like an insane person. Uh, well, that's a different take. Yeah. But uh, interesting. And that was in Case Study. But the latter origin that we just talked about is featured in the second arc of uh, this current run, Batman Confidential. And that's you can find that in uh, number 7 through 12. But uh, this origin, once more, states his name is Jack and eliminates the Red Hood identity. And they say that, you know, bored with his work, Jack becomes obsessed with Batman and crashes a museum ball to attract Batman's attention. Daddy's going to make some art, darling. And in doing so, he badly injures Lorna Shore, whom Bruce Wayne is dating. An enraged Batman disfigures his face with a batarang as he escapes. Batman, you wouldn't let me fry, would you? Batman! A furious Batman also sells Jack out to mobsters who he had crossed, who tortured Jack in a disused chemical plant. Batman! And turning the tables, Jack kills several of his assailants, but uh, falls into an empty vat, and wild gunfire punctuates the chemical tanks above him, and the resultant flood of toxins alters his appearance to that of the Joker. So that is... uh, That is why I don't like that story arc, because it's just, I don't really see Batman disfiguring Mm -hmm. somebody's face. 
Yeah, that sounds like something Frank Miller would write. <laughs> but, uh, do, you, uh, do either of you guys collect Batman Confidential? Yes. You do? Uh, Apple, do you? No, I don't. I don't know why I didn't. I guess the first issue, I saw the artwork and I thought, eh. But uh, I, I, I think I'm choice. with you there too, Chris. I, 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 the, the artwork didn't didn't get get um, it didn't strike me. It didn't interest me much. Mm-hmm. And, and as the weeks have gone by, I'm getting more and more interested in, in Batman comics I never would have considered before, just because my interest in Batman's increased. I'm like, you know, I just really like if I've got the money, I'd like to collect everything that's going on. So this one, maybe if it gets cheap on Half.com and it becomes a trade paperback, I might check that out. <laughs> Sucker. In the 1990s, Batman the Animated Series, the Joker's origin is only hinted at in the spinoff movie, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, like we just talked about. In a flashback, a pre-accident Joker is seen as a driver slash enforcer uh, for Sal Valestra, one of Gotham City's crime lords. <laughs> Oh, don't mind my home security system. Down, Rusty. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. (laughs) However, in the episode Dreams in Darkness, an Arkham Asylum doctor says that the Joker's name is Jack Napier, the same name used in the 89 film. And, you know, I think that makes sense because I look at the Batman animated series and it seems to piggyback so much off of the 89 film in the yep. music style and everything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the name of Jack Napier also appears in the episode Joker's Wild as Batman was looking through confidential files and one page had the Joker's rap sheet, including the Jack Napier identity. Right. So that's a rough smattering of his origin story. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm going to give it to him. Now, about his criminal career, uh, from the Joker's first appearance in Batman number one, he was committed. He has committed crimes both whimsical and inhumanely bu- brutal, all with a logic and reasoning that, in Batman's words, makes sense to him alone. I like that. Uh, in Batman the Killing Joke, the Joker shoots Barbara Gordon, then known as Batgirl and in later comics as Oracle, paralyzing her, and he then kidnaps Commissioner Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I said it again. Yeah, he's Jordan. I don't know what's up with Jordan. I don't, I'm, I've been saying that lately. He then kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, and not his cousin Jordan, and taunts him with enlarged photographs of his wounded daughter being undressed. You piece of scum. In an attempt to prove that any normal man can go insane after having one really bad day. And the Joker ridicules him as an example of the average man, a naive weakling doomed to insanity. And he fails in his attempts to drive Gordon insane, however, as Batman saves the commissioner. Uh, while traumatized, Gordon retains his sanity and moral code and actually urges Batman to apprehend the Joker by the book in order to show him that our way works. After a brief so- struggle... Uh, Batman tries one final time to reach the Joker, offering to rehabilitate him. The Joker refuses, but shows his appreciation by sharing a joke with Batman and allowing himself to be taken back to Arkham. And I'll (laughs) pause right here, because I was in Barnes over the weekend, and I picked that back up and looked at that scene again after our discussions we've had on the podcast. And I noticed, I guess before I assumed that all of the ha-ha-has written in the panel was, was both Batman and Joker... And I noticed that it was actually just Joker. He has his head thrown back laughing, and Batman's just kind of grinning while firmly holding onto the Joker's shoulders. 
the only thing Batman does is just go he 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 you know five times. So he could have been saying that in a totally non-humorous way or whatever he said it as. Though it you know originally I thought he was just laughing it up, and instead he wasn't. And I could see you know like one listener said he's just understanding that the Joker went his way, Batman went with his, or whatever else. And and I, I'm at, I am at peace now with that story. <laughs> Because I thought, okay, Batman's still maintaining his cool. He's still in character. He didn't laugh out loud. What were you saying, Ab? Well, I, I'm glad it was about time. <laughs> that bugged me. I don't. I don't need a crazy Batman. I'm because you were literally. Because you were literally killing the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we should move along. <laughs> Uh, but one thing, the main thing I saw in that whole panel was not the whole ha-has, but the main striking thing I found in the killing jokes concerning the Joker is that Batman tells him, let me rehabilitate you, basically, in that scene. And the Joker actually kind of gets serious for a second, and you really see a different side of him because he says, no, no, it's, it's too late for me now. And for that brief moment, you know, you see a really interesting side of the Joker where he just gets real with Batman. Uh, and then he goes into the joke and... And then I got off the tracks after that. But that's probably my favorite part of that whole thing is when the Joker actually sobers up for a few moments. And in response to Batman's offer, you know, shares from his heart and says, no, I'm sorry. No, it's just, it's too late for me now. That's yeah. So, yeah. It, Good it's, story. It's so great. It's so great. Mm -hmm. I love him. I love him. <laughs> love that Joker. The Joker murders Jason Todd, however, uh, the second Robin in the story A Death in the Family. Yes. Love that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I think your views, your views was shared with half the world. <laughs> in some bookstores, uh, the title of Death in the Family is replaced by Beaten Like a Redheaded Stepchild. <laughs> and, and or or, or other known as uh, Pulling a Shoemaker. So. Pulling a Shoemaker, yeah. <laughs> a graphic tale of what Shoemaker did to the Batman franchise in the 90s. <laughs> Uh, Jason discovers that a woman who may be his birth mother is being blackmailed by the Joker, and she betrays her son to keep from having her medical supply thefts exposed, leading to Jason's brutal beating by the Joker with a crowbar. And the Joker locks Jason and his mother in the warehouse where the assault took place and promptly blows it up just as Batman arrives. Readers could vote on whether they wanted Jason Todd to survive the blast. You probably know what Apple would have voted. Uh, they voted for him to die. Hence, Batman finds Jason's lifeless body. Jason's death has haunted Batman ever since and has intensified his obsession with his arch enemy. However, we all know what happens in the comic books. Nobody stays dead forever. <laughs> Hopefully, this won't translate into real life and Joe Shoemaker come back and, and do more damage. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not comic books. This is real life. This is real life. <laughs> Honey. In the one-shot uh, comic Mad Love, Arkham psychiatrist Harleen Quinzel ponders whether the Joker may in fact be faking insanity so as to avoid the death penalty. As she tries to treat the Joker, he recounts a tale of an abusive father and runaway mother to gain her sympathy. She falls hopelessly in love with him and allows him to escape Arkham several times <clears throat> before she is eventually exposed. Driven over the edge with obsession, she becomes Harley Quinn, Joker's accomplice and on-and-off girlfriend. 
Now, that one-shot comic, Mad Love, that came after her appearance in the animated series, isn't that right? Right. I believe, right. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. And what makes this story so great was that uh, I pulled the same tactic on my wife, so... <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yes. You, you'll see me and Joker parallel each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> apple, the red hood. The red apple. The red apple. The red apple. <laughs> Where do we begin? A year ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? During the events of No Man's Land storyline, the Joker murders Sarah Essen Gordon, Commissioner Gordon's second wife, by shooting her in the head as she tries to protect the infants that he has kidnapped. He surrenders to Batman, but continues to taunt Gordon, provoking the commissioner to shoot him in the kneecap. I'm telling you, Gordon has had a tough life. Yeah, he has. Uh, the Joker laments that he may never walk again, and then collapses with laughter as he gets the joke that Gordon has just avenged his daughter's paralysis. <laughs> While in transit back to Gar Arkham, however, he takes control of the helicopter transporting him and flies off to Korak, perhaps that's how you say it, where he becomes part of the government and helps to speed... Oh my goodness, Joe Shoemaker must have took over after this. Uh, <laughs> he flies off to Korak, where he becomes part of the government and helps to speed the country's decline into war with its neighbors. He is subsequently sent to New York as the, count, uh, the country's ambassador, in a position of which he then threatens to use a neutron bomb to kill everyone in Manhattan if the United, State, uh, United Nations doesn't withdraw its forces. Power Girl and Huntress of the Birds of Prey capture him, however, and Barbara Gordon tricks him into telling them how to stop the attack, after which the Joker is sent to the slab with the rest of the super creeps. My goodness. Did either of you read that storyline? I have not read that one. Oh. I, I, I read it. I, I really... Uh, no Man's Land started off cool, but just some things that it changed along the way, uh, it it really turned me off. And I I I think it did uh, for for uh, Batman fans who want to you know you know want to let us know too, but uh, that feel like I do. It kind of it kind of just took a curve at during that um, during that time, and I I, I really didn't like the start off was good. It was just a blah ending. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I have I have up and down feelings about that one. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy storyline. I wasn't collecting Batman back then, but uh, I heard about it and I didn't like it. I'm like, what? They're destroying Gotham! Oh, all of those cool places. And then afterwards, <laughs> I hated it even more because I like old school Gotham. Very gothic. Lots of gargoyles, lots of really old buildings. I think that's a perfect environment for Batman. And then Lex comes along and rebuilds Gotham, and now it's all glass and smooth, and at least that's the impression I got. And I'm like, man, this isn't Gotham. Uh, yeah. I need a, I need a, a retcon to bring it's, it back. Exactly, exactly. And, and blasphemy, blasphemy, that is my, my main gripe with uh, Christopher Nolan's version of Batman, is that um, I'm into it, it's different, but I would much rather have uh, Tim Burton-style Gotham City, Gothic Gotham City, versus this more Chicago-esque city. And I may change. I may. I may have more appreciation of it after Dark Knight. We'll see. But even still, it's a different universe than what I've always loved, which is Gotham, Gothic, Gothic Gotham. You know. 
I, I would agree with you, Chris. I, I love the that Art Deco style that um, mm-hmm. t- you know Tim Burton started off with. Um, animated series took it more, but mm-hmm. um, but I take the with Batman Begins. I, I took it as a, a a new era, I guess, in in Batman, and mm-hmm. um, I'm train I'm seeing it through Christopher Nolan's eyes because he's the he's really the visionary of the of the new take so uh i'm with chris nolan Uh, i i want i do see where he wants to make batman real in real life and to have Mm -hmm. that feel of it so but yeah i i do miss that that feeling of the art deco but um i'm enjoying chris uh, christopher nolan's vision right now too and i'm on the complete opposite side of that spectrum because i like the christopher nolan take more than i like the gothic gothic Mm mm-hmm yeah, I could enjoy the different flavor of it because it's done with such high quality. You know, this isn't some slappy movie. This is a very well thought out thing, and it and it's a different city, but it's a city that's very much thought about and used in a in a great way. So I can enjoy the different flavor, but it, it is that it's it's you know apples to oranges to me. Uh, yeah, well, but you know, like uh, in, 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 in like uh, Tim Burton's, you know. Uh, I, I guess the the, the difference it, it, it's it's like if it was um, you know that they're staged you know it you know you see things oh they built that they built that but with the the Batman um, especially Dark Knight it, it used a real living breathing city and mm-hmm. it, it, it it kind of it can, it kind of it gives you that man you know this could really happen you know mm-hmm. it could really happen in in my world. You know, mm-hmm. and and I I, I like that feeling. I, I I like it. Yeah, and it makes me look at Chicago in a whole different light. You know, a, a new excitement, appreciation, and uh, so yeah, it's it's got its good points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the Joker. Well, hello, beautiful. In a company-wide crossover, Last Laugh, the Joker believes himself to be dying and plans one last historic crime spree, infecting the inmates of the slab which is the, that prison for super criminals. Um, and he's going to uh, infect them with Joker venom to escape. With plans to infect the entire world, he sets the super-powered inmate sleuths to cause mass chaos in their Jokerized forms. Uh, meanwhile, he tries to ensure his legacy by defeating, defacing statues in his image. And the entire United States declares war on the Joker under the orders of President Lex Luthor, and in response, Joker sends his minions to kill the president. Black Canary discovers that Joker's uh, doctor modified his CAT scan to make it appear that he had a fatal tumor um, in an attempt to subdue him with the threat of death, which is interesting. You know, the, uh, the doctor ended up causing him to go even more insane. And that kind of reminds me of last podcast talking about Two-Face where they tried to cure him by giving him a tarot deck and uh, – and different things to uh, to to free him up from that choices thing, and ended up he couldn't make any kind of choices and right. stuff. So once again, doctor doctor's orders uh, do more harm than good. And Harley Quinn, angry at the Joker's attempt to make her pregnant without marrying her—that's a whole other story—helps uh, <laughs> the heroes create an antidote to the Joker poison and return the supervillains to their normal state. Believing Robin had been eaten by Killer Croc in the ensuing madness. Nightwing eventually catches up with the Joker and beats him to death. And to keep Nightwing from having blood on his hands, Batman actually resuscitates the Joker. So that is some crazy stuff. That was a wild, wild uh, storyline. 
Yeah, I mean, come on, Nightwing. Come on, Nightwing's not gonna take out the Joker. Come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually why Batman probably resists him. You're not taking my arch enemy out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Nightwing's a vegetarian, and he was extremely offended that Killer Croc actually ate Robin, and that just compounded his his anger and, and rage. He went after the Joker. See um, to them. In a uh, multi-part story, I almost sounded British there, uh, entitled Emperor Joker, um, and this was throughout the Superman titles, uh, the Joker steals Mr. Mitzelplix. Did I do good? Is that the way you say it? Yes. Yes. That's better than what I would have (laughs) done. Hey, I had to make up for saying Arkham uh, Arkham Islam or whatever. Islam? Yeah, whatever I said. It's all good. Uh, Mr. He steals Mr. Mitzelplik's uh, reality-altering power, remaking the entire world into a, qu- a twisted caricature, with everyone stuck in a loop. And the conflict focuses on the fate of Batman in this world, with the Joker torturing and killing his adversary every day, only to bring him back to life and do it over and over again. Superman's powerful will allows him to fight off the Joker's influence enough to make contact with the weakened Mitzelplik, um, who, along with a less powerful Spectre, encourages Superman to work out the Joker's weakness before reality is destroyed by the Joker's misuse of Mixelplik's power. I feel like the more I say that, the less, I'm at, the less accurate I'm getting. Um, as time <laughs> runs out, Superman realizes that the Joker still cannot erase Batman from existence, as the Joker totally defines himself by his opposition to the Dark Knight. If the Joker can't even erase one man, how can he destroy the universe? So the Joker's control is shattered, and Mixoplik, mm, oh Mr. M, and the Spectre <laughs> managed to reconstruct reality from the moment the Joker disrupted everything. But Batman is actually left broken from experiencing multiple deaths. Uh, the same can be true from watching too much of Joe Shoemaker's stuff. And Superman has to steal Batman's memories so that he can go on transferring them to the Joker and leaving him catatonic. In the Under the Hood arc, which is in Batman 635 through 650, Jason Todd returns to life. Angry at Batman for failing to avenge his death, he takes over his killer's old Red Hood identity and abducts the Joker and attempts to force Batman to shoot him. Why so? And at the conclusion of Infinite Crisis, the Joker kills Alexander Luther, hero of the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, and villain of Infinite Crisis, just for being left out of the society. Always invite Joker to the party. In current continuity, as of January of 08, the Joker is involved in the Salvation Run miniseries, leading one of two factions of supervillains who has been exiled from Earth to a distant prison planet. In issue 6 of the series, Joker engages Lex Luthor in an all-out brawl. Loser leaves town, no holds bar match. And just as he gains the upper hand, however, the planet is invaded by parademons, and he helps fight off the invasion and later escapes along with the rest of the surviving villains in a teleportation machine. After returning to Earth, Joker is yet again a patient in Arkham Asylum. Uh, Batman visits him to ask if he knows anything about the Black Glove, but Joker only responded by dealing a dead man's hand. And during routine therapy, Joker is met by a spy for the Club of Villains, who offers him a chance to join them in their crusade against Batman, calling him the Master. And as of right now, that is everything we know about the Joker. 
But we do have, well, that's all the criminal stuff that we've got, but we also have, we'll go through some of the little comedic weapons that he's used. Um, some of the stuff he's used has been uh, razor-shaped playing cards, acid-spewing flowers, flowers, cyanide pies, and lethal, uh, lethally electric joy buzzers, and then the Joker Venom, um, and then some of the other things. They say his uh, skills in hand-to-hand -hand comic vary considerably depending on the writer. Some writers have shown Joker to be quite the skilled fighter capable of even holding his own against Batman in a fight. I don't see that possible, but that's just <laughs> what it says. <laughs> well, hey, he can he can dodge a bat wings, missiles, lasers, guns, machine guns. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a strange character. Hit me! Hit me! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we go into some of the media appearances he's been in, which he's pretty much, anything that Batman's pretty much been in, he's been in as well. So. We started uh, with live-action television. Obviously, he was played in Batman the TV series in the 60s, and he was played by... Cesar Romero. Yeah, Cesar Romero, who decided not to shave off his mustache and just cover it up with paint, which, if I was in charge of that show, I would have been like, shave it, or we find some th somebody else. <laughs> Seriously, was he the only well, one that could have done that back in the day? Well, I don't know. He well, wasn't back even then, that he was at a... No, I was gonna say, and back then he was a uh, he was considered a heartthrob. So yeah, well, again, does he need to be the Joker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so then he all, the, uh, the Joker appeared in an OnStar commercial, which was uh, an OnStar Batman ad campaign that came out in the early, or I think it was like two thousand one or so. Um, Joker appeared in the Birds of Prey television series. It actually come came out on DVD this week. Uh. Uh, or, well, comes out this week. And right. then we go into the animation, which he's been in all kinds of stuff, so I'm just going to run through the names. Obviously, he was in, um, well, he was in the new Scooby-Doo movies that featured Batman, and Joker was one of the villains. He was in five episodes of The New Adventures of Batman from 1977. Um, he was in Super Friends... Uh, which was the finals one of that, the Superpowers Team Galactic Guardians, in which he appeared in both the intro and the episode The Wild Cards, which, he, which featured a version of the Royal Flush Gang. Um, he was parried, uh, well, we don't need to go into those, but he was also in, obviously, Batman the Animated Series, voiced by... Mark Hamill. Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> which then turned into the new Batman Adventures, which then led to Justice League, Batman Beyond, and then Justice League Unlimited as well. And I'm almost positive he was in every every single one of those. It was He was voiced by Mark Hamill. Am I right in that? Right. I believe so. Yeah. So then the, the TV show that just got canceled, The Batman, he was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, which that was kind of a creepy kind of joker. He ran around with no shoes on. He looked like a monkey. He looked Jamaican. Yeah. He looked like a Jamaican Joker. That's, Jamaican. What, he, that's what he looked like. Jamaican. Jamoker. Jamaican albino. <laughs> albino Jamaican. That's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and then obviously, um, he well, then the, the couple movies that he was in, obviously he was in Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, um, Bat, The Batman vs. Dracula. He appeared in Crypto the Superdog, 
which was a animated series, and it, he really wasn't in it, but his hyenas, Bud and Lou, were in it. He appeared in Justice League The New Frontier, which just came out uh, this past spring. So we move into live-action films. Obviously, he was in the Batman 1966 movie, played by Cesar Romero. Batman 1989, he was played by... Jack Nicholson. And, of course, he's going to appear in The Dark Knight, played by Heath Ledger. So then some of the video games he was in, he appeared in the video game Batman Vengeance, um, Batman Return of the Joker game, uh, Batman Dark Tomorrow, Batman the Cape Crusader, Batman the Animated Series, The Animated Adventures of Batman Robin for the S, uh, for Super Nintendo, The Adventures of Batman Robin for Sega Genesis, and the Sega CD, and Batman Chaos in Gotham. Um, he's been in, like I said, pretty much anything that Batman's, Batman's been in that hasn't been based on a movie that he wasn't in. So that's pretty much all the stuff. Um, the only other thing that there's a, there's a few theme park attractions themed to the Joker. There's one called the Joker's Jinx, a twisting steel roller coaster in Six Flags America. Follows the Joker's dominantly purple and green color scheme, and his mad laughter is played during the ride queue. Um, and then the current version of the motion simulator ride, Batman Adventure, the ride at Warner Brothers Movie World, which I believe that's in Germany, revolves around the Dark Knight, attempting to foil the Joker's plan of spreading his deadly Joker gas throughout Gotham from an airship. So, that is pretty much everything having to do with the Joker. If we miss something, let us know. Email us, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. I'm sure some of the questions, the trivia questions, might have been answered during that. (laughs) Maybe. And we'll say no more. Upcoming releases. July 16th, we have Batgirl number one of six. This is a new series that's going to start out. Batgirl is going to be Cassandra Kane. Um, also on the 16th, we have Batman and the Outsiders number nine. Batman Faces, the new edition, which we talked about earlier. <clears throat> Birds of Prey number 120. The Joker Asylum, po- uh, Poison Ivy. And Simon Dark number 10. On July 23rd, we have Batman Gotham After Midnight, number 3 of 12. Uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Road to the Altar, which we talked about earlier. The Joker's Asylum Scarecrow, Robin, number 175, which is going to be part of the Batman R.I.P. run, or story arc. And then also Two-Face, Year One, number 1 of 2, which this one is also a new series that will probably cover the origin of Two-Face convenient how it comes out after the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Joker's Asylum, guys, when we're going to go through the comic podcast, oh, I'm loving that oh, series. Oh, me and Apple love that. It's great. It's an awesome series. I really like the Penguin one. <laughs> the Penguin was good. And uh, tomorrow comes out uh, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Let's see how they do. Alright, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. So, I'm sure, now that we're an hour and 40 minutes into it, you hopefully know everything you would like to know about about the Joker. Um, as always, you can email us, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com. 
As I said a thousand times, you can leave Podmail, comments, MySpace, iTunes review, whatever you want to do, we'll read them, and if they're good, we'll read them on the air. Um, also, have so, you guys found any uh, any uh, people on Xbox Live or PS3 Network? Nobody else has had, except for the couple that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Apple? I got uh, I got three uh, friend invites actually. Yeah, for ex- probably uh, the same Xbox guys. Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so let me ask you guys now that well, now that we've come to the point where we are now going to get ready to see the Dark Knight, what are your feelings and what are you expecting now? I'm expecting something. See, I'm not just, I mean, I'm overall a Batman fan, but I am a movie, a hardcore movie fan, and just based on what I've been told about how it, it resembles good crime movies such as God, The Godfather's Heat, you know, some really great heist movies, but then there's other people who say it's just a really great film. Michael Caine has compared it to Gone with the Wind. I'm not sure if it's going to be as good as that classic, but he's, I mean... I'm really super hyped about the fact that even if I wasn't a Batman fan, this would probably be a movie that I might end up seeing twice. And because I'm a Batman fan, obviously I'm going to see it like a thousand times, but I'm really expecting something great, and I know Heath Ledger, just based on what I've seen in the trailers, he does a magnificent job. And I think what we've seen in the trailers, even though it's been very limited to the you know, enormous amount of time that we'll actually, or the the little bit of time that we've maybe seen, like maybe a total of five minutes of actual clips and scenes and stuff that's actually going to turn into a two-hour and 32-minute movie. I'm just thinking this is going to be something amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, Chris? I'm really excited, even though I've been spoiled way too many things. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am. I'm really excited. I'm always a little nervous when I get hyped about a movie because I'm, I tend to be pretty critical. Um, and I've had many of experience where I go in thinking something's going to be the greatest, and then it's either too typical or just doesn't live up. But uh, recently, there's been so many good movies out. Um, personally, my favorites have been Iron Man and Kung Fu Panda. And uh, I'm looking at this movie, and it just looks like it's been handled so carefully and so well. Um, I expect to see a whole nother level in movies. Um, I think uh, some of these uh, characterizations, particularly Heath Ledger's Joker, are just going to be so striking. And uh, and I'm prepared to be blown away at just new levels of acting and storytelling. And, uh, and I expect the best portrayal of Batman I've ever seen, the most exciting, um, action-packed uh, one. Because, you know, he did Batman Begins, and... And that's really, you know, they're always nervous with the first movie, hoping everything works. they got a limited budget. This time they're going on the success of that, so they've probably got a lot more money and a whole lot more confidence. And I expect it to really, really show. And so, uh, yeah, I expect to just have a blast. And I don't know how many times I'm going to see the movie. I'm going to see it twice. Uh, but I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Every day on my Facebook I have X days until uh, the Dark Knight or something. Count it down. <laughs> well... Uh, for for me, I'm like I, I'm like so excited. Not, I mean, it, it's um, 
now that we got to the point, you know, it begins. Uh, it, it was a it was a nice it was a nice save. I, I always look at it like, oh man, thank you. You know, thank thank you, Chris Nolan. Thank you, David Goyer. Thank you, thank you. And now we're leading to this, and oh man, I, I feel so so sad that what happened to Heath, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I, I I feel so bad for him. Um, it, it, it was um, in the beginning when they were choosing it. Uh, was it um, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, Bettini. Bettini. That was the other gentleman that was in for the running for the Joker. Paul Bettini. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, he was um, when he was in the contention for the for the Joker role. I liked him. I could kind of see the 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 Joker uh, face in him. Uh, when Heath Ledger was chosen, I was kind of thrown for the loop. I, I had just loved his performance in Brokeback Mountain. I thought it was awesome that I mean a, a guy would take on a role that was really you know kind of you know racy of that, but. Um, when uh when I started seeing like photos of him, I was like, wow, this really looks like a psychotic Joker, and I love it. I love it. And um, I'm I, I I when we go into the theaters and we sit there and I start seeing the the performance of Heath, I I, I think as me as a you know of course Joker fan, I, I I am I'm like gonna be like so excited, but. Like Chris said, I am critical too. I want, I, I really want to know how's this Joker gonna play out. Everything that I've seen, I've loved it. It's gotten me so hyped that I'm like, okay, you know, you you've hooked me. You hooked me. You got my love. You got it. Let let me see what you're gonna do with it. You know, and I I just can't wait. And I know there's fans out there that feel the same way. And I think everybody feels the same way, and I think everybody's expecting this movie to do great. And all I have to say is, go see it more than once, at least so we can beat the Spider-Man boys. And I'm pretty sure we won't have a problem with that. But that about wraps, and that about wraps everything up. So, like always, email us, as I said earlier, um, and then get those uh, trivia uh, answers into us. On the 31st. So this is Dustin. This is Chris. And this is Apple. And this is the Batman Universe Podcast Special Joker Edition. We'll see you guys next time. Now get out of here! You heard him, let's go! Stupid move it!